this is the Lazy Sunday Book Club, your audio book club with me, Fee, and I am joined by Annie. Hi. And Sophie. Hi. Every time, every time you <laughs> laugh at the way I say hi. And I know it's I'm me. Sorry. I'm aware it's me. But like, I don't know how to do it normally. No, do you know? Do you know what? It was just the pause. Oh. I assumed it was me. I just sort of assume that I don't know how to function as a normal human being. You know? Honestly, I was very distracted by like the the, the type of voice that B went into. Very like just that like that soothing, relaxing vibe. I was like, oh, that's that's not what I was expecting. What were you expecting from me? I don't know, just like your normal voice, not for you to like suddenly switch into a completely different mode. And I was like, oh shit, we're getting serious here. Okay. What? It was too sultry for the vibe. <laughs> I was like, oh, you want me, my voice to be like aesthetically pleasing to the ear? I can't do that for you. <laughs> anyway, so this is our book club episode. Our first book club episode back after our very long break. Um, and in this episode, in our book of the month, or one of our book books of the month, mm. um, is The Odyssey by uh, Lara Williams. I felt like the, feel like the title can throw you off because there is the famous Odyssey, but it's yeah. not that Odyssey. You can't go into a book club and ask for, oh, can I read The Odyssey, please? Um. <laughs> yeah. Although just a quick shout out, anyone who does want to read the Odyssey, um oh what's her name? Emily Wilson. Emily Wilson's recent translation is a fantastic way to get to grips with the poetry of the Odyssey. And so the theme of the month is Heatwave. And we picked this book uh mainly because, well, it had water. I took the wave part of the <laughs> the theme and uh <laughs> well no she's on a cruise ship it's summery it's hot it's heat wave you know it is heat wave yeah i assumed it's gonna be you know well cruises hmm. are all year round but i did i got summer mainly from the flamingo on the cover yeah. i was gonna say it's a book with summer heat wave vibes you know mm, yeah pressure cooker uncomfortable heat wave mm. you know cruise ship with no air conditioning heat wave <laughs> yeah. oh, God. So, uh, for those that maybe haven't read the book yet or are not sure whether they want to pick it up and are listening to this pod episode just to get a feel for it, this is the first part of a two-part dive into the book. Um, so, we're kind of looking at the first half of uh, the book in this episode and then in the next episode um, will be the second half. And it follows Ingrid, who works on the world's largest luxury cruise liner, where she spends her days reorganizing the gift shop, doing odd jobs here and there. And on her days off, she can leave the ship and, you know, is just enjoying her life working for a cruise ship company until one day she is selected for a mysterious mentorship scheme uh, run by the ship's captain, uh, Keith. And yeah, it just dives into this odd relationship and the oddness of the environment of a cruise ship and kind of what she has gotten herself into in this kind of really enclosed environment. 
And so let's begin going into the book. So um, first of all, what did you guys... Oh yeah, go on, Annie. No, I have a question. So um, a little yes. bit of inside baseball for you all. We sort of, you know, we jump on a Zoom when we're about to record and it normally takes us like 15 minutes to half an hour between setting up the Zoom call and pressing the record button, you know? Um, we small talk, we big talk, we, you know, chat for a bit. Um, and I noticed that we were really not talking about the book and what we thought about the book. And I was wondering, mm. is that because you also had reactions to this book that felt so huge that you were like, got to save it all for the podcast. You didn't yes. want to like know other people's reactions until we've sat in front of microphones it, with the recording on. 100%, 100%. Yeah. I did that. And then also like, I I read a really quick part when I was out with B, like that, like that, that section. I feel like you probably both know I finished it and was just like fuck did I just read literally oh my god the thing of it yeah yes oh yes. my god oh my god <laughs> I was literally just like wait okay you? wait 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 let's reel it back let's reel it back let's reel it back let's say so that's the, that was my first impression I don't know what my reaction was but I know it was big you know yeah so what did you think about it the book before going into it so I knew nothing before going into it. You're like, oh, cruise ship, strange mentoring scheme. And you're kind of like, oh, okay, this could be a cult novel. But like the cover is some like really sort of classic pool water with a floaty flamingo on it. Mm. Um, and also the, the, a lot of the blurbs mentioned sort of, this is like a late stage capitalism novel. Yeah. So, like, this is a novel about, like, the claustrophobia of buying things kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I, I mean, the claustrophobia of buying things is a very bad way so I of expressing it, but I thought it might have some of that in it. Um, it's a lot weirder than that. I think I like it. I think I'm enjoying it. Or, no, enjoying it is the wrong word. I think it's a very good... Intrigued. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to find out what happens next. We oh, sort yeah. of... Um, not randomly, we tried to pick, like the closest to halfway through that was a chapter break. Um, mm. But, oh, my God, I want to keep going with it. I am totally sucked in. But at the same time, like, Jesus well, Christ, what the fuck? I like that it's the book splits. It's not by a chapter basis. It's no. more like this: the scenarios that happen on land and the, the scenes that happen um, while on the cruise ship on the sea. Mm. So when there's no access to land. And so yeah. you're kind of just trying to follow the story through that kind of separation. Mm -hmm. So the the sea bit can be quite long, and that's yeah. how we that's why we struggled to kind of pick an accurate halfway uh, pit stop. So just to clarify, we stopped at page one hundred and seventeen. Mm. Um. So which I believe is just before the second land section. Yeah because we were at sea for a long time yeah well but I think that's that's fairly um like that's I think one of the things of the book she very rarely goes on land exactly yeah. she spends a lot mm -hmm. of time at sea yeah um what did you guys think of the first page because so you know the um bit where oh let me just get it out it, it was almost this land bit this little just one page the land yeah and it was that interaction, the first kind of interaction with Keith. Also, mm. can we just talk about the name Keith? I don't know why it bugs Keith. me. 
it's just like this guy you know as you read the story you you get more cultish leader vibes from him as you keep going and just like keith of all the you know good solid cult leader leader name if you told me that their name was keith and they were doing witch i'd be like yeah that's cult leader vibes right there (laughs) don't know why but it is yeah that's just because middle-aged white men sort of all have vague cult leader potential you know can i ask also what age do you think ingrid and keith are this is my question because we don't get told yet I keep thinking Ingrid is so the clues that I've got is basically Ingrid says that so Ingrid has been married, mm. which is eh, kind of depends, not clear on how old she would be. She's older than Keith. Yeah. She's older and than Keith? Yeah, she's yes, older than Keith. She she says that Keith is younger than her. And also one of her colleagues, Lynn, when Lynn leaves the boat because she doesn't want to go through the finger thing, Rosa says that Lynn is very young. And yeah. that's why she left. So I'm yeah. like, how? I thought Ingrid initially would, was like maybe our age, mid twenties, but like I feel like mm. she's maybe in her thirties at least. Yeah, I think so. I mean, even when I read other store, like other stories, and it's like uh, a teenager, I still kind of almost impose my age upon yeah the yeah. person and the characters. Yeah, I was gonna say in my head she's. 25 to 29 and keith is mid 40s but apparently that's wrong so no, keith could is... be the opposite could be the opposite yeah. way around she could mm. be mid 40s and keith is 29 to be fair like i know he's very obviously a weird fucked up villain but if he is 29 and owns a cruise ship good he's on doing keith really well for himself yeah, yeah when, when i found out he was younger than her i was like I mean, you 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 Got this giant cruise ship and like yeah. wow you've been yeah. you've been doing well at life man i mean obviously well you don't know how he got the cruise ship though yeah cool good job like mm-hmm. um yeah so so the f- i have to say oh god that first page oh no because yeah. you asked about our opinions of that first page yeah that i was first gonna go page back to, to me immediately screamed cult leader yeah that's what i thought like like it was just it was an instant oh yeah no this is a book about cult or some kind of cult, or, you know, there's cultish well, shit going on here. The thing is, he has, like, this huge, strong emphasis on not just Japanese culture, but mm. specifically this Japanese philosophy, wabi, wabi-sabi. I, mm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but... And, and I've, I have heard of wabi-sabi. Um, do you, like, do you remember... Do you know those little... Um, they're almost like coffee table books, but they're very mm. small and they'll all yeah. either be about like Huga or like like some Danish philosophy or, you know, some yeah. that's how yeah. I know about it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's their aesthetic little books that teach you little philosophy stuff. Yeah. It's that thing about um, the broken vases welded back together with like gold paint. Yeah. That's Wabi Sabi, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not all it is. It's a complex philosophical thing, but that's where... That's where you see it in like internet and bookshops and things. Yeah, and like when when he was like saying it, like, is this wabi sabi? And like, and she was saying, is this wabi sabi? And he's like, no, no, no. And then she only gets one. She asks for one, like only one thing. I think it was like a a vase. Yeah, it was that vase on the cabinets. And he's like, yes. And at the end of it, I was like, I still don't get 
what is wabi-sabi no, and what's not wabi-sabi. I'm still trying to figure out what he wants from her stories. Like, I am... Oh, when she has to repeat the stories. Oh, um, does it remind anyone else of um, Scientology? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's a big thing yeah. in Scientology, like, telling a story and giving more and more detail and this idea that you can like uncover or repress memories from just like retelling your stories over and over again that's um, what I thought it was yeah. I thought that was like that Scientology kind of tactic to just kind of get more information but also I think there's something quite controlling about it you know and prying and probing well the thing is I, I think it's also the fact that she's on a cruise where the environment can be completely malleable depending on who owns the cruise and who runs it mm-hmm. so there is that controlling environment you can't just jump off the ship if you don't like yeah. it like you've got to wait mm-hmm. to get onto land so it's almost like you're like a pressure cooker like you're kind of forced to either go with it or it will just completely consuming you're gonna have to like you'll just burst out like mm-hmm. but um I have to say what did you think of Ingrid oh go on before before my question before we move on to Ingrid um so I have always been very anti-cruise mainly because cruises are um death traps filled with norovirus but also because like yeah same <laughs> I'm I'm not I don't know I don't it, it's sort of like going on holiday in an environment yeah like, I I don't know. I I've I've never wanted to go on a cruise until very recently when you know how sometimes TikTok just decides you're into something and shows it to you until you yeah. yeah. A recent one for me has been it started with all you can eat buffets and then right. it moved on to what I ate on my all-inclusive cruise and a lot of Disney cruises but a lot of just like you know I was on a cruise that was all-inclusive and here is everything I ate and it's so funny it's always like and then I had a mojito and then I had breakfast. Oh, and then another mojito and then a third mojito. And then I had lunch and then a mojito. Um, but just watching people eat food all day, I was slightly like, oh, maybe I maybe I could enjoy a cruise. Not that I could afford one, but like maybe I see the point. And now yeah. I'm firmly on team anti-cruise again. Um, after reading this book, I, was like, no, no, I went into no. this book expecting it to reinforce my anti-cruise uh, mentality, and I was hundred mm. percent right. And I was like, yeah, never, yeah. ever, would even I without her getting norovirus. Yeah, even without the finger thing, still no. Oh my god. Oh. oh. So should we talk anyway, about Ingrid now? Yeah, Ingrid. What did you think of Ingrid? Like. From your first impressions to, like, her evolving character. I think I have a hard time figuring out how I feel about Ingrid, partly because I have a hard time knowing how old she is, which would change my thoughts on her. Like, I started out thinking she was very, like, I don't know. The the fact that I can't pin how old Ingrid down is has me very mentally confused. Like, I'm not sure where I sit with her. Yeah. What in in terms of her judgments or the way she acts? Yeah, like if she was older, you'd be more. What you'd feel more? I don't know. I think I just feel you dislike her more because you think she's kind of too old to make those bad decisions. Well, not necessarily that. Just like I would, 
it might give me a sense of like why she was making decisions I'm like are you at a midlife crisis stage like mm. what is your like where yeah. is it just the breakdown of your marriage that has left you in this situation like what is going on with you I don't I yeah I don't know I have a hard time kind of so I think it's down. two things for me firstly she seems very unmoored you know oh definitely yeah she's sort of detached it kind of reminds me Although in a very different sort of direction of um, what was the book with the three toothbrushes on the cover? Exciting times. Exciting times. Um, the protagonist in that is sort of mid twenties and she's kind of unmoored and doesn't entirely know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's something yeah. detached about her, especially at the beginning. I find I've I've read quite a few books with a char- a main character like that. Yeah. Where it's this female. And it's usually a young female. Yeah. So early 20s, um, who's just kind of detached from life and what yeah, she's disassociated. Wants, like it's almost like, but not in the sense of a go-getting. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a way of I don't care anymore. I can't be bothered with this and she has that vibe and I think just because there are quite a few books around right now about sort of women in their mid-20s who are slightly unmoored from reality and certainly unmoored from kind of what they want to do next I sort of assumed she was one of them yeah I um, thought that too but then yeah mm. yeah but also it's the the baby thing Oh, that makes really... them seem. Oh, what the families? Yeah, oh, families. playing families. Oh, that, that was, is weird. That was the first what the fuck moment for me. I was like, how old are you people? And also, like, so for, for context, uh, on the cruise, she has two sort of kind of friends. Uh, one of them is mm. Mia, and then Mia's younger brother Ezra. And they often don't have a lot of time because everybody's on different rotors and different schedules. They often um, can't kind of meet up together. So they have different activities they do depending on like who's there. So if um, Ingrid is with Mia, they will like relax somewhere and then maybe go watch a movie. And if she's with Ezra, they'll like watch TV. But when all Mm. three of them are like together, they'll play this game called Families, which is where one of them assumes the role of the mother. One of them is the father. And then one of them is a baby. Yeah. And then they'll like role play different scenarios where like, yeah, one of them is acting like a child, like a little baby, and the other two are their parents. And it's just... And they'll, like, feed the baby and wrap the baby yeah. up in blankets. Yeah. And meanwhile, the parents are having passive-aggressive arguments. And yeah, it's... it's like this heteronormative role play that they are all kind of... I don't know. I don't know if they find something soothing in it. The first time they do it, Ingrid's the baby. And something about yeah. that had me peg her as really young. Um... I kind of think they're all the same age. Yeah, 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 no, they're all the same age. Or mm. maybe, I don't know, I just, oh, something about it made me think that she was young. No, I think, I think that, yeah, like, it, it does kind of make you think these must be, like, young. But I suppose maybe them being more middle-aged makes sense in the sense that they're kind of craving that domesticity, I don't know. Mm. Maybe. Uh- I'm not sure. Like the thing is, they're all watching old '90s sitcoms like yeah. Frasier, yeah. Friends, 
mm. uh, Seinfeld. So, yeah. oh, I, I don't, I, I don't know if because I'm assuming this is in contemporary time. Like it's, it's, yeah, not in the past. I think, I think so. So I'm assuming they are almost. I don't know. Like it's all these things are comforting tactics. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're yeah, all sort of there to. Yeah, that's what I, I I assumed from it, because when you're and they like when Ingrid said, you know, we kind of all want to be the baby, like the baby's mm. the best role because you can do nothing. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I assumed that was like because being the baby is the most kind of soothing role of the yeah. and it's like whoever has had the hardest day will be the baby. I think they rotate it, don't they? They seem to they do it in turns. They do rotate it, but they will sometimes override that rotation oh, yeah. if oh, okay. whoever's had a hard day. I know she mentioned something about it. Um, mm. But yeah, I read that and I was just, it, it was weird. Because that's before she ever meets Keith. I mean, you get that sort of beginning flash forward, but before she ever meets Keith, you get them playing families and you're like, oh my God, this is... I... Yeah. I think what it does is there's something that's not right going on before she enters the mentoring program. You know, something isn't right. Yeah. Well, I think the whole cruise isn't. Oh, you mean her with her mentally or I just think, the I mean, environment? Maybe the sense that they're all on the cruise. Like these people, why are they working on like a cruise where in a job where you don't get to see your friends? Or your family or yeah. like I feel like every mm. the, the impression the underlying impression that you get of everybody that's working on the crew so far is that they're probably all running away from something on land like this that's something. what it sounds like yeah that's what it feels like, like it doesn't have to be a dramatic thing it might just be a thing that like they don't really have any attachments to anyone but there's like something going on that was wrong when they were you know on land so they've kind yeah. of come onto this cruise where they're mm-hmm. in a weird sort of stasis time passes differently everything is a bit mm-hmm. different but it yeah. also means that everyone is just a little bit kind of off mm. I feel like it's so weird because <sighs> this cruise is almost like its own little I mean it is so culty because the fact that they have fake cruise money that you can mm. use it's like and the outfits that's yeah and then so like what did you think about the rotation like that they constantly have to rotate to do different jobs and like the training courses that they'd have to do because I thought oh maybe it's so they cover all their capacity or maybe it's so like they're more they're almost adopting a malleable mind set like if you're if you keep having to relearn things, you're more malleable. Yeah. They maintain a detachment, you know? They're not Ooh, getting yeah. settled, they're not getting placed, they're sort of constantly jumping from thing to thing. And nothing Losing is stable and nothing is permanent yeah. and nothing is you're always solid. With different people, so it's hard to make strong yeah. relationships with other people on the ship because your shift patterns mm. don't line up, you don't rotate with people. It's very hard to like connect your all being and maybe you're that you get just like disassociated with identity because one of the ways we identify ourselves is by age 
mm. by name and by um job yeah. and so we don't know ingrid's name uh age we don't know her like her job changes every her name is barely mentioned months. her name's barely mentioned do we actually know her surname we don't know her surname and also no. i just want to they none of them have their own clothes they have like no. clothes to wear on the job mm-hmm. yeah and then it's sort of implied that they're given like a uniform or at least ingrid doesn't have any clothes when she needs a non-uniform item of clothing she borrows it from mia and it's yeah. sort mm. of implied that she can't wash it have you noticed no what, what do you mean by that he's like um at her most recent meeting with keith um I know she doesn't wash her clothes, but the thing the thing about Ingrid and like her lack of self-care is I can't work out whether she has depression and that's why she doesn't like to shower and that's why she doesn't wash her clothes. Mm, yeah. Because that's the thing that like I know I like it is one of the first things that yeah. you go. Like I was like, I'm not sure if you're depressed or if you just don't have access to facilities. Yeah. Mm. So it was, I was due to see Keith again. This is page 103. I wore Mia's dress, which was starting more noticeably to smell um and it did make me think well maybe one of the things that makes sure that they're only wearing ship uniform is that they don't have the ability to wash their clothes oh maybe maybe i don't know it's not clear but it's certainly she hasn't washed this mia's dress no yeah it's unsettling as a book very much so what did you guys think of the land scene so the kind the first proper scene we get of land did it make anyone else feel ill not ill but very uncomfortable i could imagine drinking that much well i can't i couldn't imagine drinking that much she just gets on land and she drinks (laughs) and she drinks and she drinks and she barely eats and she drinks and it just yeah it was i was sort of not exactly keeping up with her but i was like oh god i know and then she starts drinking and she finishes an entire bottle of wine like when she's already sort of a wine bottles in. Yeah. And at that point I started to feel like properly nauseous. I was like, if that was me, I would have been ill already. And then she starts drinking even more. And it just, I like, there was something visceral about how ill it made me feel. Uh, it's a great book, guys. You really should read it. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll make you feel just so queasy. Like, um, <laughs> oh, and then also, like, what did you think about how that, ended again with this is not the finger thing that we've mentioned but it is another finger thing where at the end of the journey she hears about how uh, a woman's kids like accidentally slammed her fingers in the door and she's in a hotel and she just puts her fingers in the door and slams it on them and breaks yeah fingers for like no Okay. It doesn't seem like a clear reason. It's just something she kind of does. See, I had a theory about this. Yeah. I thought she did it to please Keith because it made her more broken and therefore like wabby savvy. That's a really good point. That was what oh. I thought was going on. And then she went to Keith and she didn't explain it like that at all. Like it's never no. revealed what yeah. was going on in her head, but it, she didn't explain it like that at all to him. And he was very angry. Like it wasn't like, oh, well done. You're broken and beautiful. It was like, oh, how dare you kind of thing. And that made me think yeah. maybe I was wrong. Do we think that finger thing is connected to the other finger thing? Yes, and I think so. But also just to go back, I don't think you're wrong. Because at, at kind of the end of where we've gotten up to, 
she's acknowledging that she can't figure out what Keith wants from her. I think she might have thought that that's what Keith wanted. Yeah, I think, I think right she thought that that that's why yeah. she did it. But maybe yeah. it's not what Keith wanted, but she thought maybe that that's what he would think. Although maybe that's why, because so to clarify, what happens is that shortly after this episode where she breaks her own finger, mm. um, she's called to a medical appointment. Um, and very suddenly it's revealed that what's going to happen at this medical appointment is that they're going to take a finger off of her, like amputate her finger as a, like a sacrifice proof of loyalty kind of thing. Like not and all then it's revealed like the finger tip, I think it. Oh, it was yeah, it the just tip? Like I the, thought it was. Yeah, it's the tip. It's I like thought it was down to like so the, the second a... knuckle. No, no, it's, no, it's okay, just the tip. I think the tip. Well, yeah. But anyway, and then you sort of slowly realise that actually this is slowly but surely happening to everyone on the ship. Um, well, she she says, "Oh, I." In the end, she she asks the nurse. She says, "Oh, have you done this before?" And she goes, "No, you're the first one." And um, she says, do I have to get it taken off? And she goes, no, it's optional. Um, and then after she gets the procedure done, she turns to the nurse and says, can you tell Keith? I don't think it should be an option. I, it should be mandatory for everyone to get. And that was the thing that really freaked me out. I was like, what the fuck? Like, again. Oh, so my assumption was that other people were getting it done, but the nurse was saying it was the first one that that particular nurse had done. I think that might be true, but I, because then later when she has another meeting with Keith after the procedure, she- He said. He says as a sign of um, like camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got it done first. So yeah. then she realizes, oh, I'm not the first person to get it done because she also mentioned when she asked where Lee was, to Mia, she mentioned to me, oh, where's Lee? Yeah. Um, she said, oh, well, she she's left because she didn't want to get the procedure done. She goes, oh, but I got it done first and it was fine. And and she goes, no, you both got called to the doctors at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think she realised, like, I think she's trying to keep putting herself to be number one in Keith's eyes. And I'm yeah. not sure for what reason. I, I don't know whether it connects to her failed marriage in some way and how she feels about being... I think, well, she's got a superiority complex. Very much. You know, yeah. I think about her, like, wanting to be management and her wanting to be a good manager to the two women and being a real patronising bitch. That's just the one moment where <laughs> I was like, okay, I hate you. I hate the way you're talking to these women. Um yes. But, um, and also that thing about how she was the only person who could arrange flowers and how she thought that she was doing better than everyone else working in the gift shop. Like, I think there's a need to be superior. Yeah. yeah. Better in her. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I don't know if this is going to be revealed or not, but I'm going to stake out my prediction. I think Keith was inspired to get everyone to do the finger thing by her breaking her finger. Like, I think they must be somehow connected. I think I think her breaking her finger is Keith. Keith was annoyed because he's like, that's not Wabi Sabi. Cutting your finger, that's Wabi Sabi. <laughs> Do you know? I feel like it's going along that basis. Okay. So the finger wasn't the right thing. It's like, this is the right thing. Yeah. If you're going to do that to your finger, this that's not the way. This is the way. 
Yeah. Is this Wobby Sabi? No, but this is. Yeah. <sighs> and then and then the the fact that she, like Mia gets it done and then she's like super pissed off because she finds out uh Ingrid's the one that has been I think she finds out that Ingrid's the one that's been suggesting like Oh, I thought it was or... that Ingrid didn't warn them beforehand. Yeah, oh. I think Mia was oh, yeah. upset because it came out of nowhere and she finds out that Ingrid knew about it and didn't bother to tell them. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get a sense that Ingrid isn't super happy that they've had it. Like I I don't know if she thought that yeah, maybe she I think she maybe wanted to be special or something. I think it's part of that superiority thing. Like, I'm not sure if that's why she's not. Oh, I thought it was because she has a soft spot for Mia. And like the way she was, she she said, oh, I like she was almost pained yeah. by mm. like Mia becoming imperfect because she like always like liked her hands and she thought her hands were ideal and blah, 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 blah. And then but then when she saw Keith's finger, she was like, oh, it looks cute on him. <laughs> I was like, "What? How can you have that to You're the... yeah. but also, first of all, you suggested it should be mandatory." I'm the procedure. still not over that. Like that was the thing that got me. As much as Stephen get invitation, it was her turning around and being like, "I don't think this should be optional." I was like, "What the hell are you doing? What do people do? What kind of thing is?" Oh, possible? I thought that was just her trying to impress Keith. Maybe. I think <laughs> I think it is, but I don't I'm not sure yet because like when Mia got it done and she and like Mia was like why didn't you tell me blah 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 and she goes and she kind of repeats Keith's mantra of like um everything goes back into nothingness or along that line yeah and um goes in and out of nothingness and she just keeps repeating that as the reason why Mm. and so it that that gave me like almost like a brainwashed kind of vibe like yeah Mm -hmm. well and I also think she I didn't think this at the time but I think she felt guilty because she thinks she's the reason it's not optional and it upset her to see Mia sort of damaged yeah yeah and also she was like oh did, did the nurse tell you that it was my idea that it should be mandatory and then he got upset by that. I think. I think that's what Keith got upset by. Did he? I thought he didn't know. Well, he didn't. He didn't know. He didn't know. But then when she told him, it upset him. And I mm. think that's because um, Ingrid is almost. I I don't know whether she's out like overstepping a boundary that Keith has got in his head. He's like, no, I. I think he probably doesn't take kindly to the idea of suggestions. No, I don't think he does either. I know we're all just thinking about the thing- finger thing at this point. We're all thinking about the finger thing. Yeah. I was surprised. I So when the finger thing was first sort of introduced, mm-hmm. I assumed that it was part of the 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 uh, mentoring program. And then suddenly it's oh. like, no, everyone's getting mm. it done. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that too. I thought this would be like a, the mentoring program people would be kind of marked out from the rest by having missing a finger or something but like if you want to get yeah. the whole crew I guess it's more of a ownership thing kind of gave me like a you know branding your cattle type thing which is yeah really- that's what it gave to me as well I yeah, thought it was that same thing mm. <laughs> also um 
Is it, I'm not really seeing this. I'm not really seeing a mentoring side of this mentoring scheme. Like what they meet up with like the option of having mochi and then having a chat. My guess for the mentoring thing is that he's selecting people that he thinks may be more particularly vulnerable to his sort yeah. of cult leader ways. Because like how yeah. you know like Mia was saying that she applies for it all the time, but she's never got on it. Yes, yeah. And I wonder if he's deliberately not picking people who he thinks might be a bit more rebellious or have like you know in, in Mia's case she has a younger brother on the same cruise ship who she yeah. might have stronger loyalty to to keep yeah whereas yeah. Ingrid is like very vulnerable yeah in his mm. kind of brainwashing ways that's kind of my theory for what the mentorship program is kind of yeah can you just imagine being a uh like <laughs> a passenger on this cruise like and every single person who works on this cruise is missing a chunk of finger yeah i'd be a little worried (laughs) it's by the way it's almost to the second knuckle okay yeah oh yeah and i don't know if this is on everyone's but hers is the finger which used to have her wedding ring on so it's almost to the second knuckle of her left hand of of her ring finger on her left hand left hand okay that's quite a lot like a good half a finger Mm. Yikes. Damn. Yeah. Also, yeah, that just triggered a memory of yeah. the music she had to listen to while it was being done. Mm. The choice of music. Mm-hmm. None of it was current music. Madonna and Eric Clapton and yeah. 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 I feel like all these shows that they're able to watch, all the music that they're able to listen to is like old. Old and liked by Keith, probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I I like when I read, like, I think the first few pages of the book, I adopted this system of just, like, um, every time I thought something was cultish about it, I just drew, like, a little flag next to it. Red flag. <laughs> red flag. My little red flags. <laughs> and I think, like, every page, <clears throat> like, at least every page has one red flag. <laughs> I, have a, I have a more general question for you all. Okay. Yeah. Do you think you're cult vulnerable? I think everyone is cult vulnerable. I've always considered myself to be particularly cult vulnerable. I would say, yeah. Like, I feel like anyone that's had mental health issues. (laughs) I think we would be, Annie. (laughs) You're talking about me specifically. Like, yeah, no, I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) I think as people that have anxiety in this room, we are definitely probably predisposed to be especially cult vulnerable. But I think Mm. everyone is everybody is mm-hmm. to it like I don't think there are non-cultural people well also yeah. I think it's down to timing as well it depends on what point of your life they kind of get to you yeah you mm-hmm. know if you are yeah if you're mentally vulnerable if you feel like that which I think people do either after a divorce or after kind of contemplating what they're doing with their lives or whatever or having midlife crisis quarter-life crises like Mm. somebody with the confidence to kind of sell you what they're selling is going to seem and and tell you the things that you want to hear is Mm going to seem like you know a miracle or something or like you know some sort of um helpful uh reach for you yeah and that's that's the issue I think yeah I think Sophie's right you know we're all kind of cult vulnerable in Mm. some way um like even like you know I know like CrossFit or like Disney you know you can get into like 
you can fall down the rabbit hole and get into very cultish situations very quickly with something you wouldn't assume with a cult yeah. kind of you know cult following that's like our that's like a slogan now like somebody has a cult following that's not yeah. good <laughs> like that's worrying no I think if Taylor Swift started a religion I would very quickly believe in it you know mm. like that's the thing like celebrities you know they could create their own little cults and they probably have done well Scientology yeah um well I think at least uh, like Scientology please don't sue us Scientology um we, we we don't know that you're a cult no well i feel like they kind of don't care that people are t- calling them cults they're like mm. well you know i don't know tom cruise is getting an awful lot of good press right now and every time i just look at him and i go huh, he's in a cult yeah so is the so is the um woman who plays um offred in the handmaid's tale oh yeah i know who you're talking about elizabeth huh. something elizabeth Moss. Moss. That's a bit ironic. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Cults I, cults are fascinating. Um cults cults are fascinating because like cult the word comes from culture, I assume. So is it a cult or are they just practicing traditions? You know, at what point are you like mm-hmm. I was gonna say I, I, I grew up very Catholic. Well, sort of very Catholic. I grew up with a complicated but you know, many people would have seen my upbringing as very Catholic. And I'm always like, what's the line between a cult and a religion? And it's it's less comfortable than you'd want, you know? I would argue that as, as an atheist, that all religions are mm, pretty culty. I think there's a cult scale, you know? There's a scale of cultish behavior, you know? So, mm. well, because that that's the interesting thing. You're your belief in religion, your like religious, what you call it, that's genetic to a certain extent. Is it? Yeah. That it's really interesting. Twins who don't grow up in religious households but have been adopted and have the like religion gene. Yeah. Will often become sort of very orthodox religious, but in different religions. Oh what so so there's a gene. Not necessarily which tells them which religions they'll go for, but that they're more... Oh, God, no, no, no. Not which religion. Oh, Just There is a gene for, like, being prone to religion. Being prone or to... studies have shown that being prone to religion has a genetic component, I think. So so what kind of, like... I have always... Being, I... an, like, having a prone to being obsessive with something, like having either... It would be alcoholism yeah. or um shopper shopperholicism i don't know um gambling those sorts of things all so does that mean these people are more genetically inclined to believe in things that may not have reason for their belief in the first place yeah i i don't know i've I've, i read an article about it once and i've always just believed it (laughs) in part because i see the tendency to believe sort of blindly in myself you know mm, yeah <laughs> so maybe that's all bullshit um our resident scientists will have to look into it and get back to us but I i'll always... look into it i'm yeah. very intrigued by that notion have you also noticed i just i don't know why my brain thought this but that cult and club you know kind of both start with a c four letters they're very close <laughs> in what they can do <laughs> i don't know 
clubs and cults. I mean, there's so, another four like, letter word beginning with C that cult is only one letter from. So, you know. Yeah, true. Um, I don't know. Maybe like, cl- like clubs are mm. the distant cousin that's doing a little bit like that's, you know, a little bit more softer in nature than the other one. Intense teenage girl friendship groups are cults. Or not cults, but like cultish nature. They can be cult-like. Yeah, yeah. Have the vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I've got that kind of bizarro intensity. I mean, I, I think this cult, oh, this cult, <laughs> this cruise. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not trying to recruit guests. That's what I'm, tr- I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued about. Why is it that the, well, to be fair, WeWork, wasn't WeWork had a scandal that we were a was cult? a cult. Yeah. But not like people who worked in a, who had offices in a WeWork building, just the people who works for the company WeWork, that was cult. Yeah, see, yeah. that's what I think this is. It's that, but in a cruise situation. Also, because mm. the people on cruises are like, this is like a huge, like I'm assuming these people, all the people on cruises seem to be pretty rich. They've got more ties, like more things that they would have to give up to be part of Keith's cult. Whereas I'm assuming the cruise workers are low paid. Yeah. Or borderline being exploited mm. by Keith and his company. And therefore mm. a bit more vulnerable to his cultish ways. My biggest red flag is was Keith's um, message to the crew on page <laughs> 91, mm. where um, he's talking about like exciting news i think it's because of the amputation and stuff and to demonstrate your commitment to becoming your authentic self i like i think he's selling and maybe that's what he was selling with people wanting to join the cruise line is saying like you will find your authentic self but it would be more to the case of we will mold you to be the self that we want you to be (laughs) i believe in every single one of you and i love every single one of you Cult, cult. Yeah, that was the biggest one for me. Like, oh. it's like when bosses say, We are a family. Like, uh, hang on, hang on, Susan. No, we're not. And you know, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> also, the fact that he goes, Please do think, oh, I believe in every single one of you and I love every single one of you. Please do think about that before making your decision. Ari, Ari Gatto, Keith. Like, uh, Ari Gatto, Keith. Like, of all the things to sign off with, he's got to, like, I, I don't know. I think he's definitely appropriated Japanese culture. He went on his gap year. He went to Japan and he made it his whole personality. Oh, God, yeah. It takes so, so long as well for the nurse to say, it's an amputation. We'll be amputating your finger. I feel like the nurse mm. is not fully uh, down with this. I guess it's not probably not what she signed up for. I think it's what any of them signed up for i don't think it's said in the terms and conditions on their contract you will have an amputated finger procedure oh again it just made me feel so queasy and like it's it's one of those books where it's obviously written really well and it's mm. beautiful 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 is the wrong word it's a very sort of engrossing book but i'm not yeah. enjoying it you know i am but- experiencing it yeah yes yeah. Like I don't always want to read it in one go. At some points I'm actually like, you know what? I'm just going to step back from all the crazy that's happening. Just to give myself mm. a little break. Mm. I mean, I read it in one go but partially because I had to. I read it this morning. That doesn't surprise me, Annie. No, of course it doesn't. <laughs> I did read something this morning but it was only like 
20 pages i think it was i woke mm. up at about sort of six ish and i saw your message saying oh shall we record today and i was like right i can't reply to that until i finished the book and so i read about half of it between seven and eight and then i called my dad because it's his birthday and then i oh, sort of between birthday. nine and ten i read the rest of it and was like yeah no i'd be up for recording today definitely <laughs> i feel like annie you devour books like taking shots you know yeah you know annie's a book um, bookshop i read things all in one um but i'm enjoying i'm enjoying it i'm 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 glad to have read it and i really want to read the rest of it i'm gonna finish it this evening probably mm. i just i need to know what happens to all of these people and their fingers you know and <laughs> their fingers <laughs> also where are they gonna put the rest of their do they throw it in the bin that I honestly I had that thought I was like where the hell it's like medical waste it is but like you're on a cruise so do you just throw it up and then they're going to be sharks and then like a sharknado (laughs) is going to come I think you can just dump medical waste in the sea I mean Um, it's an ethical cruise ship they probably can I mean I've never thought about how cruise ships get rid of there's a morgue on every cruise ship you know yeah (gasps) people always die there has to be. That's, it's a floating petri That's dish. true, given the uh, age range. Yeah, I'm, uh, I just <laughs> yeah. don't know why I never thought of that. Yeah. Um. Sorry, while we're in the macabre and the grotesque. <laughs> yeah. I, it uh-huh. just suddenly occurred to me, there's a lot of them there. That's a lot of fingers. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a, that's a high volume of yeah, medical. That, that's why you can't just throw it in a... Like, you'd have to have giant fins just of fingers. Do you think, okay, okay, so they've got a morgue, right? We know that mm. because cruise ships have a morgue. Mm-hmm. I reckon that they're going to have more than one person total volume of finger ends. Yeah. Probably, yeah. So presumably what they'll have to do is store them in the morgue and then get rid of them when they dock. No, I see. I think they could just, I just, just think they might just throw it off the, off the side. Or Keith is storing them all somewhere for weird reasons. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? That does sound like a Keith thing. <laughs> also, oh. mm-hmm. and now I've just thought about it. So they're on sea when we're learning that some people are not having the procedure done. And like, you know, so like a few people are not on the mental scheme anymore. Mm-hmm. Where mm. have they gone? Oh, I think I think they're still. I think the thing is, is that they probably dock to land, but they don't always get everyone on the crew gets land leave at the same time. Yeah, yeah because that first one, she has shore leave, but Ezra and Mia didn't. So yeah, so they are. They're not. I don't think they're being murdered. I think they are leaving when the ship dock. It's just that Ingrid oh. has been on the ship. And if you think about a cruise, there's a lot of docking like every day but presumably the crew don't get off one every time oh i see okay okay mm. i thought they were just in the middle of the ocean and like people are saying no i don't want this procedure and suddenly and just... they're not at lunch and then you're like where have they gone <laughs> I, I don't think keith is quite at the point of like throwing the non-believers over the side of the ship oh that's a good question is keith gonna murder someone by the end of the novel is but is that wabi sabi Murder? Well, if you threw them off the off the ship. Oh, absolutely. I mean, probably. I don't know. I still don't understand what Wabi Sabi is. I'm... I mean, I I vaguely get what it is in the like you know philosophical Japanese notion. I don't get what it is for Keith. Okay, 
But seriously, do we think Keith's going to murder someone before the end of the book? I feel like Ingra could murder someone by the end of the book. I'm not sure if Keith could. Yeah, but like Charles Manson style, Keith might not have the knife, but it would be his fault. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If we're going along that sense, yeah, probably. But I'm not, I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be, but there was something horrific about the finger. And now I'm like, oh God, how far will Keith go? An (laughs) arm, a leg, a torso. Mm. (laughs) I'm just very wary whenever she's meeting Keith. But also like, it's just the most awkward interaction I've ever read. Well, not read, but like, you know, if I was imagining it in my head and the conversation, I just feel like, what the is going on? Yeah. It's not, um, it's not chill. It's very unchill. And like, it's always just a, sometimes it's just very monosyllabic, the conversation. It's just like, are you happy? Yes. Okay. Well then, I think we should end it there. Okay. Bye. Or like, and and the fact that every time he's like, sit. And she's like, I'm I'm already sitting. Yeah. Yeah. I so thought that the, the, the chocolate thing was going to fall out of her sleeve the first time she met him. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And the men in her teeth. She just she can't she can't go into the room confident. You know what I mean? It is I think we've all conclusive that it is weird at the moment. Oh yeah. It's a lot weirder than I thought it was gonna be. Like I've done a grad scheme and like worked in a corporate <laughs> environment and they all have like weird values and stuff that you just put up with. Like my old employer, yeah. they were like Every time I had like a one-to-one, I had to talk about how I had embodied their values in their work. See, that sounds cultish. And like one of my line managers wanted me to like go through it. Exactly. The other one didn't give a shit. He was like, yeah, whatever. Let's just talk about how your work's going. But, you know, I had to like give examples of how I'd done things. I thought it was going to be there. Like, you know, just that like weird corporate mentality. But then things got a lot weirder and cultier a lot quicker than I expected. (laughs) Mm, to me anything corporate is cultish you know I've never worked outside of academia anything where it's like oh yeah there's a system I mean isn't academia a bit cultish as well oh absolutely but it's you know better the cult you know than the cult you don't (laughs) (laughs) right so so far I don't know should we do a so far how do you rate it at this point oh it's between a three and a four it's mm. it's it's definitely a three. It has four potential. Yeah, you know. I, yeah, I I think I'm agree with that. It could have a five ending. It could be brought up to five by the ending. But if it remains as is, it's either a three or a four. Yeah, I, I would agree. This is out of five, by the way. This is not percentage. Um, <laughs> what about you, Sophie? Three. I, four? I think I'm the same. Like I, I I definitely find it hard to rate something that isn't like mm. finished. Yeah yeah I know it's a bit hard because you don't you're you're not sure whether it's gonna go where you think it's gonna go but you don't know whether you want it to go how you think it's going so it surprises you so I don't know I don't know where I was going with that sentence I almost Mm. had it yeah you know like you assume where it's going but sometimes you don't want your assumption to be true because you'd like the book to surprise you that makes sense i think it could surprise me and that would be good and it could also not surprise me at all and that would be a different kind of good yeah you know what i mean yeah if the rest of the plot is sort of unsurprising and familiar i think that's just her doing a good job of building a world and Mm -hmm. if it's surprising that could also be good you know Mm-hmm. 
I definitely think the world building is very good. Like, I know it's not a fantasy, but creating the environment of the cruise ship, I can picture it very well. Yeah. Did anyone else sort of, the finger thing was shocking, but not surprising. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Yeah. It was horrific and it was, oh my God. And it was shocking. But at the same time, it was believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it is. It wasn't. It's not that it's realistic. It's not that it wasn't surprising or shocking, but it was believable within the world that she created. Yeah. So um, so next week, we're going to be talking about the second half and kind of our overall thoughts with now what we know now and what we know later. Yeah. And um, yeah, so tune in for that episode. I'm excited to see where it goes. Me too. And I think that's it. Have a Mm. great day. (laughs) Have a great week. Have a great week, even. Great. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.